BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Hey, gang, thanks for the votes yesterday. Twenty three thousand five hundred and forty four. Would Trump be the leading GOP candidate if he had not been indicted? Eighty point three seven percent of you say, yeah, he would. Despite the indictments, with or without the indictments, he'd still be the guy. We'll never know. It's an interesting question. So, too, is today's poll question. And we'll we'll deal with this in the second hour of the program when Mark Halpern joins us. Who will, who will, not who would you like, but who will Donald Trump pick as a running mate? A lot of choices. The, the top, because they're alphabetized, might be someone not well known to you. And yet this was Mark's suggestion, Katie Britt. Your choices, Katie Britt, Tucker Carlson, Byron Donalds, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Nikki Haley, Carrie Lake, Christy Nome, Vivek Ramaswamy, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Tim Scott, Elise Stefanik, J.D. Vance, and other. And I'm thrilled that as I look at the flash returns, other is not winning. I just didn't want other to, because then, then it would be obvious that, like, I just didn't have somebody on the list. The flash returns are really cool because they're changing. I, yes. It's a race. And I love that. It's a race. Yeah, it's very fun. May it's I also fun. point out that if you're, if you're one of those who calls the program today, and I hope that you will be, you know the usual number, although I've got some things I need to get off my chest. Uh, Tamson Vidal will be taking your call. And Tamson is profiled, courtesy of Alice, on my Facebook page today. And TC and I were commenting, first of all, on how much we appreciate Tamson. We do appreciate Tamson. Does a great job, much. competent, pleasant to the... You know, Tamson, you are the voice of the show. Yes. When, when they call and you answer those phones, like you're representing all of us. So it's important that, well, th- that you be yourself. Right? Tamson? Is she there? Can we hear her? Hello, Tamson. Uh oh. She was there five minutes ago. Oh, wait. She was. I'm here. There I'm she here. Yay. <laughs> hey. Hello, Tamson. Hello, hello. So there were some interesting uh, uh, details revealed in that bio of yours on the Facebook page today, TC. Well, what what stood out in my mind was I've always thought that Tamson was unflappable, and now I know why she's unflappable. That is because she has <laughs> eight brothers. Holy smokes. <laughs> Tamson, yep. I'm not gonna I'm yep. not gonna grill you, but could you name them all? Oh, of course. It'd be strange if I couldn't. Um yeah, so it goes Quentin and Nathaniel. They're the oldest. Then it's me, Arthur, Sebastian. And then it's actually four younger half brothers. They're Tito, Alejandro, Esteban, and Valentino. 
My mother is one of 11. My mother, one of 11, eight sisters, eight sisters and three brothers, eight sisters and three brothers. So I know a thing or two by extension about big families. And look, my wife and I have four. Uh, but eight brothers, man, that, that that must explain why you have the, what's the word, TC, that we want to use? Just calm and even keeled. Even keeled. Even keeled. Even keeled. Yeah. You know, even if, like, say a host um, comes and visits the studio in New York and maybe things can't get go into the building? slightly awry. Computer and doesn't mm. work. Maybe words doesn't are, have internet access. Words are said. I don't know. She just stayed so calm in that hypothetical scenario, and we appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Tamson, I also got a kick out of this. You, you tell it. So you're answering that you're answering phone calls from truly all across the country. It's a really cool represent representation that we get on the program. What is the state that is most problematic in terms of towns? Oh, Wisconsin by far. Oh, how come (laughs) they, they just, they have these very, cool names but you know it's i look them up and there's silent letters everywhere and they're super long and it's just uh you know especially as uh, somebody from the northeast they're not names i'm familiar with right tamson is i would like to say i'm an expert in geography and i know all about the cities and towns that the smirconish audience hails from the truth is i don't especially for states west of new york i was thinking to myself i'm not aware of too many states that are east of new york so that's a very finite audience well you know there's new england i do have to say i know pennsylvania pretty well because i have lots of family there but uh that's that's basically it tamson we appreciate you riding biking spending time with those eight brothers so keep up the good work okay and thanks for being such a good egg yeah for cooperating and letting alice on the show and let, letting Alice uh, write that piece about you. It's really great. Really great. All right. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Y- you want to know what I think about what's just transpired? Yes. It would be under the, thank you, Dan. It would be under the headline, Welcome to the Republican Rorschach Primary. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required 
accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. You want to know what I think about what's just transpired? Yes. It would be under the, thank you, Dan. It would be under the headline, Welcome to the Republican Rorschach Primary. Because everybody's reading into the results so far, whatever it is they're wishing for. For example, you've got the Never Trumpers, okay? The Never Trumpers, they say, he's essentially running as an incumbent. And still, half the voters in Iowa, they didn't even want him. The Never Trumpers, they say, speaking of Iowa, that turnout was abysmal. Do you know that only 56,000 people voted for Donald Trump in Iowa? Iowa is lily white. Iowa is unrepresentative of the country at large. We are a diverse nation of 330 million. A small number of Iowa voters should not determine our destiny. And the never-Trumpers say, besides, the Iowa field, it was still too crowded. When Nikki Haley finally got him one-on-one in New Hampshire, she was able to keep it close by receiving 43% of the vote. And the never-Trumpers say, worse for Trump, the independents in New Hampshire supported Haley in huge numbers, proving they will never go for Trump in a general election. Donald Trump cannot beat Joe Biden. That's what we learned in New Hampshire. And as Nikki Haley said, it's far from over. On to South Carolina now because South Carolina elected her twice. And don't forget, he's four times indicted. Anything can happen. Did you hear all that last night? I'll bet you did. Those are all the, you know, the the thoughts, thought bubbles, exclamations of the never Trumpers. And by the way, a lot of very credible points get made in all of that. And then there's the MAGA perspective. The MAGA perspective is it's amazing how many did vote in Iowa. Have you already forgotten that it was record cold on January 15, zero degrees on Election Day, and a wind chill of minus 20? Those 56,000, they came out and they walked through snow and frigid temperatures to vote for their man, Donald Trump. They'd willingly walk through fire to elect him against Joe Biden. And don't forget, he still had several opponents in Iowa 
and he still got 51% of the vote. Haley was in third position with 19%. And then, and then a week later, last night, he goes on and he beats her by 11 points in New Hampshire, even though she had the support of the governor, Governor Sununu. And despite New Hampshire allowing independents to vote, and still she couldn't beat him. And then, did you see what she did? In that dress. She Again, this is the MAGA perspective, okay? Doesn't mean I'm, I'm buying it. I'm just laying it out for you. She raced out to give that speech when only the areas most favorable to her had been counted, creating the illusion of her performing better than was actually the case. And did you see the exit surveys? Do you know what issue mattered most to Iowa and New Hampshire Republican voters? Immigration. Immigration. You don't get more Trumpy than that. And step back and remember this. Nobody who has won Iowa and New Hampshire has gone on to lose a GOP nomination. The road is about to get even better for Donald Trump. Nevada is next. But only Trump can win delegates because of the system that's about to unfold. They've got both a primary and a caucus. She's going to run in the primary. He's going to run in the caucus. It's only the caucus that will award delegates. I may have just reversed that. But the point is, it's advantage Donald Trump in Nevada. And then, says MAGA, then February 24, it's South Carolina, where he is hammering Haley in her own state. He's got the support of every elected official who matters in South Carolina. My God, did you see Tim Scott last night? I mean, Tim Scott was appointed by Nikki Haley, and there he stands on a victory stage with Donald Trump in New Hampshire. The latest real clear politics average in South Carolina, Trump at 52, Haley at 21, DeSantis still showing up because of when the polls were taken. He's at 11. Do you think those DeSantis voters are going to fold in with Haley? No, they're going to fold in mostly with Donald Trump. The bottom line, says MAGA, is one candidate has already won the nomination. And anybody, this is important, anybody who doesn't see that has a view distorted by the fact that his name is Donald Trump. Because if you were to remove Donald Trump's name from the equation in light of everything I've just laid out for you, you'd say, well, one of these two is clearly the winner. And it wouldn't be her. That's it. Uh, This is uh, Floyd in Long Beach, Mississippi. Greetings, Floyd. What did you want to say? Morning, Michael. I wanted to uh, offer a, uh, a political cartoon relative to this Republican primary. Uh. Nikki Haley depicted as a vulture flying overhead, waiting for Donald Trump to be indicted and sent to jail. Well, that's, convicted that's and perfect. sent to jail, right? That's that's. I think that would be great. Tell your cartoonist he can have that one. Okay, thank you for that. I try and stay out of their way. I just I so respect what they do, and and it, it works when I'm not involved. Uh, Bob, you're in Jersey and disappointed in me. How come you're disappointed in me? Hey, Michael, how you doing? I've called a couple of times. Thanks for taking my call. 
Sure. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I, I love listening to you because you are reasonable and you're usually in the middle and you fell into the trap where you outlined the MAGA view and then you outlined the Never Trump view. It's somewhere in the middle. And I was hoping to hear the, the reality, which is most times somewhere in the middle. These people on the left and the far right are, are both crazy, as your song depictly says so very nicely. Jokers to the left, clowns to the right. Okay, but wait, the, 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 you, may, you may be right. <clears throat> I'm going to think about this. But the issue that I was addressing is really the binary issue of, is it over? Is it over? And I, and I was trying to give the perspective of the, the, the MAGA crowd who say it's over for all the reasons I articulated versus the Haley people who say it's absolutely not over and the different ways in which they're reading the tea leaves. What would be the help me? What would be the middle of the road interpretation? Well, the middle of the road would be, you know, again, probably a, a little bit of reality in both. It's, it's probably over. I think realistically she doesn't have a path. But nevertheless, some of the things that, that they're claiming to be, um, you know, positive on the Trump side, he, he may very well then uh, lose in a general election. So that's somewhere in the middle where he'll probably go on to be the, the Republican nominee, but, you know, he's going to struggle in the general because of all the things you outlined. Here would be, OK, let me take a, a crack at this then uh, and present a different perspective and sit back and listen to this. Okay. And this is this is what I was floating with with Ellie this morning. I think that we've taken our eye off the ball of the legal issues and it'll come back. Don't worry, it's it's going to come back. But let's just remember now. There has already been an argument. I get confused myself. I've got to sort of catch my breath and 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 remember all that has transpired. On January 9. There was an argument in the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, that is the appellate federal court that sits in D.C., on the issue of whether Trump has immunity. He appealed to the, when I say appealed, I, I mean he, he, he sought the um, concurrence of, the approval of, he tried to win over the trial court judge with an argument that he has immunity, and she wanted no part of it, Judge Chutkin. So he takes an appeal to the appellate court and initially goes before a three judge panel and they had argument on January 9. And this is what I mean when I say we're taking our eye off of this, because that three judge panel, I'm convinced, is going to rule against Donald Trump. And I'm I'm thinking any moment it could be today, could be tomorrow, could be next week. But but sometime soon, I think that three judge panel in D.C. is going to say you don't have immunity. And now what's going to happen? Is the Trump trial, while he appeals, because he's got 90 days before he takes an appeal and asks for the court on banc, the full court to hear him out, I think they'll rule against him as well. And then he'll have a shot to the Supreme Court of the United States. But the issue here is whether when he loses... In front of the three judges, the case gets listed for trial again, because remember, that case was to be tried on March the 4th. OK, so could it go on March the 4th? I don't think it could go on March the 4th, but but could it go in May? I don't know. I don't know. And and then the whole appeal process is playing itself out simultaneously. But my point is this. That case is coming back in the news. 
That case is coming back in the news. That could be a shoe that drops to Nikki Haley's advantage. And then secondly, remember this. On February 8th, the Supreme Court is going to have oral argument on the effort by Colorado and Maine and other states, but it's really Colorado, as to whether under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Trump is ineligible because he's an insurrectionist. How long is the Supreme Court going to take in issuing a ruling on the February 8 oral argument? They, they know of the timely nature of it. Uh, so, you know, typically, typically that would be a, a drawn out process where in June we would get their decision, their opinion. That's not going to be the case. They're going to come back sooner. So it's possible, I don't think likely, but it's possible that they agree with Colorado and they agree with Maine and Trump is off the ballot. Now what happens to Nikki Haley? That's what she's waiting for. I don't believe that that independent of the legal issues that with Nevada next up and then South Carolina and Michigan and Super Tuesday, I don't think Donald Trump loses, you know, by a death of a thousand cuts that she just chips away at him at each of these. It's not what I think happens. But could something momentous from a legal perspective change all of these dynamics? That would be the that would be the the nuanced that would be the Michael, you know, independent interpretation that is not just adhering to the far left or the far right to hear my caller tell it. And it may be what determines the outcome of all of this. I was simply trying to summarize for you the arguments that I was hearing last night because there was no nuance last night. What I was watching was was all, you know, oh, my God, look, look at her. She, she's 43 or 44. We've got a race and the media is dying to have a race. You know how many town halls and debates they'll have to chuck if she ducks out? <laughs> you know, it's it's no, there's revenue at stake here. They want the and they, they want it to be of interest and to drive ratings. Uh, and then the other side of it is to say, whoa, 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 if if if, it, if his name weren't Trump. And he won Iowa and New Hampshire, something nobody has done before. Then we would all realize it's over. That's my thought. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, 
the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. John, help me with the pronunciation of your town in Florida. That would be Wachula. Wachula. All right. What did you want to say from Wachula? So uh, I heard the chatter between you and TC going back when you were talking with the polyamory thing. Yeah. So I'd like to give you a definition and a book recommendation, if you will. Okay. Um, the definition is that polyamory is a subset of what's called ethical non-monogamy, ENM. There's a good book that would go into this stuff. It's called The um, Ethical Slut. It's by Hardy and Easton, or Easton and Hardy. I forget their names. Uh, it goes into some good definitions. I would uh, recommend to you to at least consider it for your book list, your book recommendations. This comes after I've read one of um, your book recommendations, The um, the Whore of New York. Oh, yeah, was that a was a book. great, that was quite a book, wasn't it? So are, are you, are you particular, I mean, what makes you knowledgeable about, quote unquote, ENM? I'm in the, in the community, and oh. I've, and the community has a lot of discussion groups and a lot of uh, authors and writers and stuff like that. It, the community, it's sort of like the atheists where we didn't hear about them 30 years ago too much, and then Pew Research comes out and says 25% of the country's... I uh, I was shocked. I was shocked by the data that's contained in that story. So, TC, did you make note of that book? Oh, yes. Uh, The Ethical Slut, A Guide to Infinite Sexual Possibilities. John, thank you. Appreciate. We're always appreciative of, uh, of, of good tips. Always looking for good content. Charlie, Staten Island, what did you most want to say? Um... I don't know if I'm missing something, but Trump is basically running as an incumbent, correct? Would you agree with that? I I agree that among Republicans, he is the incumbent. Yeah, he's he's the king. You, got, you know, you got to come for the king. Right. That was one of the points that and I made in my opening commentary. Right. And he's barely breaking 50 percent. That's not he's going to win the nomination, but that doesn't sound like it's going to translate very well come November for him. That is definitely one of the perspectives. That is the, from Trump's perspective, glass half empty way of looking at it. 
The glass half full way of looking at it is to say, yeah, but he just won in both Iowa and New Hampshire, and nobody who's won in Iowa and New Hampshire has ever lost the nomination. Bob, you're in Bethel, Connecticut. Greetings. What did you want to say? Hey, good morning, Michael. You make my drive time really, really interesting. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to say you you um, you, you mentioned uh, the, the binary. Well, it's over uh, in, in the sense that Trump is going to win the nomination. But it's not over if Nikki Haley decides to stay in, because once Trump gets angry, he goes off the rails and he's going to inflict a lot of self-damage uh, by insulting women. Uh, by uh, making people around him humiliate themselves. Uh, that's Al Sharpton's word for the way Tim Scott behaved today or yesterday. So um, it's over, but um, you know where the chips fall is far from over. So, look, I'm, I may be the, the wrong person to critique what I saw on that stage last night because I was so wrong about Trump in 2016. The things that I find offensive about him are the, the things that seem to rally the base. For example, and I already made reference to this, when he says to Tim Scott last night, you must really hate her, T- Tim Scott's not a hating kind of a guy. I'm not asking you to be a Tim Scott right. fan, but he is, he is he, to me, he's a soft soul, you know, a good, a good and decent individual. He's not a hater. And so to put Tim Scott oh, I, in I that agree. position, and then Tim Scott has to come I, forth and say, no, it's only because I, I love you. But wait, I want to make this point. And I watched last night and I say, what if Trump had been magnanimous? What if Trump had come out last night and said, hey, you know, thank you, uh, New Hampshire. I'm so appreciative. I want to congratulate Nikki Haley. She ran a good race. She didn't win. She hasn't won either contest. I mean, you can you can be a little bit uh, harsh, but 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 generally that, that be positive. Smile. You won. And then I think people would have like, served him much better that, because see, where he's going to it's not the base. It's it's the uh, it's the undecided and the independents right. and the suburban right. women and, right. and, and and you know even he's even going to piss off the minorities uh, if he keeps making everybody bow to him. And that's where I say the damage is going to occur with the voters who can be persuaded or the voters who don't like them. They get motivated to go out and vote against them. The suburbanites who are my neighbors and apparently are people like Bob in Bethel would have been much more receptive to a Donald Trump who would have been funny. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd have looked at him and you'd have said, you know, he's, he's not my guy, but yeah, I, mean, I agree with Jamie Dimon. That Jamie Dimon Davos thing really rings in my head. He's kind of right about immigration. He was kind of right about trade. He was kind of right about this, that, and the other thing. And nobody who's voting for him is voting for him for family values. You know what you're getting with him. But I'm willing to stomach, hold my nose. He didn't do anything for those people last night. Yeah, but I saw friends last night who were on that in that camp. Yeah, they were in the Trump camp, and they are think Nikki Haley should absolutely have dropped out. So therefore, when he goes after her and says, like, you know, you were a fraud they, out there. They agree with that. They agree with yeah, that. They're softer. Okay, but, 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 they're wait. nicer people. Yeah, they they but, don't like his, his bombast but, in general. But, but, TC, here's my, here's my very narrow question. Is he going to lose the people that you had dinner with no. if he appeals to the people that I'm making reference? No. They're still going to vote for yeah, him. Absolutely. So, so like, because, know, And it's because of the— of Lose the politics. edge. No, it's because of the politics. They think that they're that the country was better off with him as president right. than Biden. To- totally Full get stop. it. I, I hear it constantly, it constantly yep. from these yep. callers and yep. from from a lot of other people. 
But but I would have cautioned him. I would have, He's not going to listen. But to watch that last night, I'm sitting there shaking my head and I'm saying, what a lost opportunity. She also did ask me if Michelle Obama was going to. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I disabused, Cindy, I disabused her of that notion. Cindy Adams, I'm begging you. Just knock I'm, it I'm off. I'm begging you right. to stop writing that. My brother, every time Cindy Adams says, Michelle Obama, I get a text. Uh, yeah. I told you. No. I told you Michelle Obama is thinking about it. Like, no, (laughs) this is Cindy Adams. Because every time Cindy Cindy Adams is a forgotten columnist, except, quote unquote, kids, when Cindy Adams writes that Michelle Obama might get into the race. And then all of a sudden, there's like this, this, you know, whisper down the lane that plays itself out of, oh, did you hear what Cindy Adams wrote? Who's Cindy Adams? (laughs) I I can't take it. Yeah, but Trump's not losing. I hear that too. Trump's not losing these guys. Not a chance. No, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama on a beach somewhere, like clinking glasses with Richard Branson and laughing hysterically every time her name gets mentioned. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.